to bed. But we're gonna get unblocked. Sometimes you see him out there and he's just fucking asleep. Get a pillow, get a blanket. No, not a fucking dirtbag. Go to bed. Ready, Sweet. Dude? You guys ready? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Born ready, right. dude. Sick, dude. Should I bring mine down? It looks like your guys' are mouth level. Nah, it's good. All right. Uh, yo, what's going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Go to Bed. I'm your co-host, Fiki. Join with my co-host. JP Fitikowski underscore JP, the man, dude. The, <laughs> the coach. Man, dude. The coach, dude. The trainer. All right, dude. By some act of God, we actually got Walton's here. <laughs> Yeah, for the first yeah. time in like six episodes. Yeah, got so, it. Good job, dude. You did something today. Thank you, Chef Michael, for the hookup on the cabs at Walton's Coffee House on Instagram. Three locations here in Reno: uh, Arlington, Mayberry, and Wells. Go in there. Tell Michael or Manny to go to bed and get something for free. For free, you might get <laughs> that's pretty sick. Yeah, to go cup anything. Why don't you guys go to bed? Here you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but none of the other employees because they don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, if you tell an employee, they'll be like, "What?" and look at you weird, probably. So you got to tell the owners. I know? asked one the other day. I'm like, "Let me get that go to bed discount," and she was like, "Discount?" I'm like, yeah. She's like, "Okay, I gave you ten percent off." Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but I don't think she knew what go to bed was. <laughs> you just said discount. Yeah. Work, dude. So just ask for a discount. Actually, don't even mention go to bed. <laughs> just say discount, and they'll give it to you. <laughs> And then uh, shout out to our other sponsor, uh, Harmonious CBD. Uh, HarmoniousCBD.com. Use code go to bed at checkout for 10% off. Help support the show. Support those guys. They support us. Uh, go to bedpodcast.com for everything relating to this show. And uh, we got merch. We got our PayPal. We got our Patreon on there. Um, got blankets. Where's your phone, dude? Hey. Pull it out. Pull up a review? Yeah. Let's do an introduction. Make sure to. Uh, Podcasting. Make sure if you're listening on the podcast app, make sure to rate and review the show. Uh, we're getting a bunch of five star ratings, uh, but we need more. It helps us move up through the rankings organically. Show up on the uh, things you may like stuff on there. Um, so leave us a five star review, five star rating. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, <laughs> dude. Right. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to find, isn't it, dude? No, dude. I'll no, find it. You go. You go. Just. Go down to search here. All right, dude. I got this now. Just like we do. I'm trying to pull up a review so we can do review of the week while I'm talking, but... It's fucking hard to find the review of the week, dude. All right, dude. If you're on an episode and you're trying to rate our podcast, it's hard as fuck to find it. New review of the week. I think this one came in like today or the other day. Um, This one is... It's titled The Good, The Bad, and The Truth by Army Book Scout. It says, Good... This podcast is a great way to inform your children of the dangers of chemical industrial cannabis. JP can taste all the colors of the rainbow. The bad, Fiki is more verbally abusive than a woman named Connie that has five kids and is a mystery shopper for a living. JP is going to need years of counseling. The truth, this is a unique podcast that highlights several young entrepreneurs and their experiences. Five stars. Thanks for the five star. Um, but I wonder who that is, dude, because he sounds way too smart to be listening to this shit. Too many big words, and you haven't smoked weed, obviously. <laughs> he calls it <laughs> cannabis. <Yeah. laughs> so leave us a review and on there. Chemically infused, too. Yeah. Chemical, what does it say? Chemical industrial yeah. cannabis. Too many big words, dude. For you. No, for the general public. Words are hard, dude. Well, it's not a chemical. Yeah. <laughs> the, way you, the way you smoke, it's industrial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the way JP smokes, it is. Out of the can. All right, dude, what else we got? I think that's it. Rate and review the show. Leave us a fucking review, dude. And tell a friend to listen to Go to Bed. That helps us out more than anything. That's all all we ask for is spread the word, tell a friend. All right. Today we have a special guest. Um, He told us not to ask him anything that you can hear on other interviews, which I totally relate to. He didn't really tell us, but it's like a dead giveaway. You know, if you want to know more, uh, just left Google you, him. He left you a clue? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, we got Cam Zink in the the bedroom today. <laughs> at Cam Zink on Instagram, and it's Zink, Z-I-N-K, not with a C, like those idiots at Crank's work. 
crank works spelled it on a check I saw on Instagram. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. First one ever. First uh, crank works podium. That's crazy. <laughs> How funny is that? That's sick. <laughs> He's got someone in the back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Real quick. Cam Zig. Where uh, crank works? They're they're in uh, Canada, so they're a little French, right? Yeah. Some know, them, or yeah. maybe they're just yeah going by the periodic table. I do well. The only standard interview shit that we need to know for anyone that doesn't know who you are, give them a short rundown on who you are, what you do, and then we'll go from there. Um, I like to feel like what JP said. Just Google me. <laughs> That's <laughs> it, dude. <laughs> I, just, I ride mountain bikes. I've uh, been doing it for a very long time, and kind of been with the the rise of the sport that exit that exists right now. Um, I mean, I started out as a racer. And then what I do didn't exist then, and I helped did my part to help cultivate the sport, and then that's just what I keep on doing. Sweet. What we call that progression, dude. <laughs> Everyone out there, say it with me: one, two, three, progression. It's also a learning show, dude. No, but just googling, dude. Um, so let's see. We got a couple topics here. Of course, it's always on me for the fucking topic, so I had to come up with a couple of them and. First, I'm just going to list them off, and then we'll dive right in, dude. First one, census scripts. Second one is Savachi. <laughs> A third one is <laughs> Carson City and Nevada Day Rules, because it fucking does. And then Honda Gang, because right now we could be a team. We could be a factory team right we now. We could be a team, home. dude. Yeah, why'd you ditch the KTM? I don't like them. They suck, huh? I hate them. <laughs> I never liked orange. I, I, <laughs> I got a... I got white plastics as soon as I could because I, I mean, the bikes, they're decent, but uh, I hate the color orange. So I ended up with it. Dude, I could never get my forks to work right on that bike. Yeah. You had yeah. a 350, didn't you? Yeah. I just never get that myself to get along with that bike. Yeah. <coughs> but uh, Honda 450 now, works edition. You got the 19? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the truth. That was Mammoth. <laughs> it was good. Mammoth was, uh, that was fun, man. Race gas and everything, getting all, you know, it's fun. I, I really like racing moto because it's just back to why everyone started riding, you know. Not like no paycheck or anything like that, but I like put a lot into it. I don't get to train as much or, or ride moto that often actually anyway, but like when you go, it's like, going through the motions as you would if I was riding in a mountain bike event, but like there's nothing on the line. It's just like you're going out to have fun and you're, you got your boys and you're helping them with tear offs and they're helping change your oil or whatever. Everyone helps each other out. It's like a big family. And then just good, good long racing. Mountain bike races are short. I mean, the events are long, but like motor racing, you get more <coughs> like 15 minute motos or anything, 20 minute yeah. motos. Like it's awesome. How long is like a standard mountain bike race? Well, like, think about the big ones, like the big mountain events, you, like, a minute and a half run two times. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, like, what Neil was watching yesterday, right? Yeah, World Cup stuff. We come in our house about four times a week. Anytime after 9 p.m., Neil's passed out on the couch like this, <laughs> and, like, fucking World Cup is on. Yeah, World World Cup races are, like, yeah, they're, like, three to four and a half minutes or so. Four yeah. and a half would be, like, the longest one. And that's, like, downhill racing. I've been... The most tired I've ever been in my life after a downhill race, like four minute all out sprint, you know? Yeah. Fuck that. But for <laughs> moto, like my favorite thing is like when you hit a rut, especially a left hander, so because you can use the brake perfectly, and you just like barely use your foot on the ground and just feels sick. What's it? What's your favorite part on a moto? I totally agree. That's the that's, shit. That's the shit. A perfect turn. Huh? I mean, I'd say if if I could whip good, that might be it, you know, or if yeah. I could scrub good. But even when I do do like a whip as good as I can, it still feels like I'm like Carmichael or yeah. something, or, you know, yeah, someone, you like or barely, K-Dub, someone with good whips, you know, yeah, and I'm like, barely yeah. lean it over and, and you feel like you're upside down. Yeah. And you see if, cause on a mountain bike, I'm like, Oh, that was decent. I look at the phone. I'm like, Holy crap. That was like good whip. But on a moto, I'm like, yeah, that felt sick. And then they're showing, I'm like, Oh, it didn't look really <laughs> sick. So I'd probably say whip if I could whip really good, but like, yeah, corner and like, dude, especially like a soft track, well prep track, you know, just eh, like, if you can, not cook it and like hold it the whole way yeah you feel like the man for sure one thing i was just thinking of where have you ever done that dude everywhere <laughs> everywhere dude all right in such an aggressive just name, position name one time that that's happened dude where you've ripped a corner look sick as fuck o- you had your leg out and everything oh three all year oh three no dude yeah 
I still got it. He was behind me the whole fucking championship. He knows. <laughs> Too bad they didn't have GoPros back then. He would have had it. Huh? Oh yeah. There's yeah. There's plenty of times when I've hit a rut so good that you just barely use a little front brake, elbows up, dude. Right foot, toe down. Well, luckily on on your bike, the entire front brake is covered in fork oil, so you can pull it as hard as you can, <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't work. That's it's, perfect for ripping corners. You never the oh shit moments that I have more than any other rider is that's why I have that like that because my oh shit moments are oh it, and, yeah and it, I don't crash, dude. I got I had fork oil on my fork one time at the arena cross, and I got my forks redone right before. Oh, brand new, like you know, there's no dust or dirt on them. <laughs> So then get them, put them on, come to the track. You know, they don't give you much practice or anything. They're like, And it's the wintertime, so you don't really get to do go out and ride your bike for. But it was fresh. I just got the forks and everything sick. And then I go out for practice, first run through the whoops, just like no front brake at the end, and fucking off the berm and landed on the, like, the railing, like bailed land on the railing at Lawler. Or Dude. Livestock. Livestock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what this shit just happened? To and I found that my forks were just draining, but it's clear and there was no dust on it, so I couldn't see it. So I got the forks straight back from, I forget who did him that. Maybe it was RMS, but like it just straight up was just pooling onto the rotor and couldn't even tell. And then just for ropes, I'm dead. Dude. <laughs> I'm so lucky. Have you seen that video of that chick that launches off a berm into the roll-up garage door at an arena cross? Like, oh, yeah. huge, dude. Like, 30-foot gap and just boom it's and so just falls to the ground. It looks like a mosquito <laughs> hit a wall. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's crazy. Sick. She may have died. No, no. I, I saw something about that, and she, like, fucked herself up bad, but she lived. It looked bad, though. It looked like a death. Really? It was yeah. so gnarly. Really. this up. Yeah. You, t- you should, too, if you're out there listening. <laughs> and if you're out there listening, I forgot to mention, I'll get our logo tattooed on my head for a hundred grand donation to the show. So <laughs> I'm still looking for someone out there with a couple extra dollars. You know, <laughs> That's not a joke either, dude. I just think it's funny, you know? Dude, could you imagine some just super wealthy dudes like, I got a hundred grand for that. Yeah, I could imagine that. I hope it happens soon, dude. Dude, visualize it. I've been trying. Affirmations. I put it on my skull, dude, so when I'm older, like the face hat <laughs> thing that's going around, I could have a skull it. Yeah. Exactly. Full color. <laughs> dude. Yeah, dude. So we had Mason on, and JP asked him, <laughs> one of the topics was Carson Kmart. <laughs> and then he's just like, Dude, what happened to Kmart and Carson? <laughs> Mason's like, what about it? <laughs> and we were talking later. I was like, dude, you had Mason on the show, and you asked him about fucking Kmart, dude. Dude, no one's asked him that. Yeah, it's true, dude. <laughs> no one's asked him that. He's, he loved it. Yeah. That's a, like what I'm going with Savachi. <laughs> like, like Savachi's a monster alley. Have you ever seen him at any monster parties no. or anything? Uh-uh. Dude, he's so easily affected by us. <laughs> You know the story between us and him? I got the, the gist of it. Yeah, he don't like us very much. He might Has he responded? No. Never. Well, he has a couple times, like, to people, they'll say go to bed on his Instagram, yeah. and he'll be like, too bad, all you guys are getting blocked or something. And But then he, I don't. I want to see how big his block list is. Total. <laughs> I bet you it's over 1,000. I bet you has a comment. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we were on someone else's page, like a pro circuit post, and they were, someone in there was like, he blocked me. For doing something, and I was like, "Oh, just tell him to go to bed, and he'll block you." Yeah, at first when I heard that, I didn't know the name of your guys' podcast. I was like, "Dude, that's kind of gnarly." <laughs> like wishing someone to get KO'd in a Supercross race. Maybe that's what he thinks, dude. That's what I would think of. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it like that. Dude, well, I'd be like, "Who are these people, dude? Why do they want me to take a dirt nap?" <laughs> No, we don't want you to crash, dude. We actually want you to get to get your shit together. Yeah, and just get some rest. He could win a championship if he didn't crash. He, yeah. He's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally, he totally agree. I think he qualified first at one of them. Yeah, and there was a time like Monster Cup dude, when he was leading. Oh, yeah. He, the, he, and he just, pulled he's over. Fast, yeah. But he is easily affected by us. But Eli should have gave him more than just a pound after that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he did. Who knows? Hopefully. Yeah, Hopefully. Check he didn't really up. thank him very much in the, the post-race interview. I, would I, I remember that I was, like, waiting for it. You know, he just kind of maybe didn't want to draw any attention to it. I don't know. 
Yeah, like no one saw. Yeah, <laughs> like right in front of the camera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, that shit, but like, that. yeah, if Musk and whatever would have been just like everything else he's ever done, I didn't know what I meant. I don't, I don't know how. It, how I don't even know anything. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, he talks too much, dude. Yeah, and he doesn't know what he's talking about. No, <laughs> but like, like that, like imagine being in France for four years. You'd be like, fuck, dude. Like if you did that, and they hated you in France, you'd be like, dude, I'm just gonna play it off. I'm foreign. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I love <laughs> Track was hot good. dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just learn like four American sentences in yeah. French, and that's all you say. Where's the bathroom? <laughs> that's what that's what all the Mexicans do. They just pretend that they don't speak no hable, and yeah. then they go talk to him like this motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just dude, full dude. fluent. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no comprende. <laughs> <laughs> They're snaking us all, dude. Yeah. Dude, I would too if I could pull that. Just so I didn't have to talk to anyone. Oh, Even yeah. if there was no hard feelings or anything, I'd just be like, I don't know what you're saying. Sorry. <laughs> just to get out of there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> My buddy, he uh, when they moved into their new house, or his parents, his, well, this is when we were younger, moved into their new house, the yard worker came just coming, kept just coming every day, like after the sale, never said anything. And they're like, hey, what are you doing? And then he's like, oh, I clean, I clean. You know, he just... He knew exactly what he's doing. He's just gonna keep going, and then they're like, "All right, I guess it's good." And then paid him, but just don't understand. I'm just gonna keep working. <laughs> dude, they're just like, "Oh, they're gonna pay me." Yeah, that's like, dude, I just gotta keep showing up, and I'll get paid. This is how a job works in America, dude. I'll make sure. Eight percent sure. That's a good time. Okay. Okay. Hundred percent sure. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> You need a mirror back there so you can check it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And if and a remote, dude. They make them, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah I'm sure they so. do. Dude, dude, why is GoPro such dog shit? Yeah, mine sucks dicks. Yeah, I, uh, I actually, yeah. I was using it the other day, and then it, I was like, oh, I don't know how to turn on the GPS. It would, did, the preferences wouldn't even pull up. It was on, apparently, so then I went back and checked the footage, and it said I was going, like, 10 mile an hour on that jump and stuff, and, no like, way. and then it just, uh, all of a sudden you're going 30, and then there's nothing, like, it, so, GPS doesn't work, but then also the camera just fraps out, I can't even look at footage or anything. Damn. Brand new, GoPro 7. Oh, dude, remember when they were the shit? Yeah. Now DJI is having cool cameras. I always thought Contour was the shit. Are they making it still? No, they went bankrupt three times. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, new owner and stuff. That was the dude that started Moment Lenses, the original guy. Oh yeah. And I rode for them for a few years. They went bankrupt. They hired me again. Rode for them for another year, and they went bankrupt again. And I heard they're back again. No way. Is <laughs> yeah. he involved? No. Okay. No. How's that work when you're sponsored by someone that goes under? Luckily, they just paid me. Like that was. I mean, it was. It was like a. I think a contract cut a little bit short, but they paid me. Um, but it's, uh, it's too small of an industry. And I mean, even in bigger business, you know, people yeah. communicate and can vet you and it's just, uh, yeah, every one case, case by case basis, I guess. And then if they really wanted to get gnarly, it's like, all right, how much are we going to give the lawyers or how much are we going to try to, you know, have some pride in it? And like, are you just going to try to get out? Yeah. Yeah. Not the legal world ain't fun. Does that even cross your mind when you're like signing a deal with that company versus someone who's more established? Yeah, because but at the time GoPro is a little bit bigger. Yeah, but um, they were both like Contour is like the cooler kid on the block. GoPro is like the little bit more well known one. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, dude, I, it's just the whole design of the Contour was better. Like it was on the side of your helmet and streamlined and had a switch, so you didn't have to hit a button back then. The buttons you didn't even have the auto on, you know. You had to like turn around, look at it, turn it on, and then record. And then the contrary, you could just slide the switch forward, and then you're good. It's um, sick. When the switch is back, is it off? Yeah. So oh. you know where it is. You can turn it on instantly. You don't drain your battery. And then, and it was like, that was the dopest. Those were the best. And then Contour just didn't have the money behind them. And uh, GoPro just put millions into advertising, you know, mm-hmm. like commercials and everything everywhere. Crazy, dude. Yeah. That is annoying with the GoPro, especially when you're motoing because you can't really hear it and you go to click it on and you need to hear like the beep to know yeah. that it's recording or whatever yeah. and you can't tell. Yeah, I can't tell. My bike's so fucking sick, dude. <laughs> Your bike is loud <laughs> as fuck, dude. I mean, if anyone out there is sponsoring me with some packing, I'll take it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> or a new pie, dude. 
Conway and Packing's those guys. Like, Packing's like 15 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's better if it's free. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's not even worth a couple emails. <laughs> 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 well, depends what you're doing with your day, dude. Yeah, yeah. For you, th- tell me about your day today, dude. Dude, woke up early, got ready, hit the gym, six uh, thirty to solid so far. Seven thirty, did a little stretching for about twenty five minutes after. Chilled, got some coffee. What uh, what else? I came home. And the only time I talked to you, you were watching a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I... Uh, and then you went to Best Buy with my credit card. Yep, got us mm-hmm. the, the phone tripod mount. <laughs> and then I also did a little emailing. Um, did, did I make that Venture Guy call today? Pretty sure I'm I did. I'm not sure. Venture what? Like, I might be filming uh, a video for this guy who, like... Venture trucks, venture capitalism. Oh no, <laughs> no venture capital card. Go now, three percent back. <laughs> no adventure uh, riding. Like rich people pay this guy and they oh, go on okay. the dirt bike ride. Okay. And I have to film it, I think, but I have to figure out what I'm going to charge him. So I did that. Did did a little Instagramming, DM some companies, tell them that I can make your coffees look good. You know, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So the. The point is that maybe it would be worth it for him to email for the packing. <laughs> maybe. You never know who emails me tomorrow. <laughs> Daniel Tosh had a funny thing on that, making fun of people that are like unemployed or whatever, and it's like, or self-employed, I guess. No, I tell, I tell everyone I'm unemployed. <laughs> and he was like, what do you have to do today? Oh, I mailed a letter. <laughs> Just like the simplest of... <laughs> <laughs> that is fun, dude. It is funny though if you if you don't have much to occupy your time, like your whole day could get taken up and you wouldn't get like the two things done you need. You know, like yeah. you need to like be in a rhythm, kind of. Yeah, definitely. How about you? Do you have a rhythm for your day? Yeah, but I hate doing the same thing every day, and I hate like like scheduling and structure. You know, I just try to wake up as early as I can. I try to get in the sauna. I try to take ice baths, but like I don't have like a daily thing you know just do whenever you kind of feel it yeah and it's always and it's just keeps every day fresh like mondays usually like i mean probably rode pretty hard on the weekend or take mondays like to kind of just get caught up on computer work and stuff and like then you know then tuesday i mean monday morning i always go to the gym though just mondays and fridays i I try to keep it keep it low um i don't like going to the gym every day because then i feel like it makes me get hurt more it's like yeah i just heard a thing from that the NBA, they don't even have uh, weightlifting, and most teams don't have weightlifting in the during the season injury prevention. And I'm like, yeah, Mondays and Fridays are about all I need. But yeah. then, yeah, just try to do something every day, and then play. And, it's, and you got to try to base it around when you're going to ride with other people's schedules. If you're hurt, like right now, I've got a gnarly bruise on my leg, and I can't ride, so like take tomorrow off, and then case by case, day by day. You can't ride right now. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to try to push it right now because right. I tried to just go into the gym yesterday. I was supposed to ride this morning, and I was like, I can't. <laughs> There's no way, dude. It hurts so bad. Yeah. It's stupid. It's just a bruise. It's crazy, dude. Like, I looked at the video, and I still can't tell what hit you. I think it hit you. It was on... the bar end. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was the bar end. I mean, you could play the clip <laughs> if you want. Right here? Yeah. I'm okay, sure. cool. And, uh, yeah, it sucked. Damn, dude. So yeah. it's funny, but it's 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 better than getting really hurt or actually like ha- breaking something or tearing a ligament or something. But it's like it's just annoying because those little things just add up, and you're like, oh, I didn't ride for four days here, and I didn't ride for six days there, you know, and take a day off. Like that's what kind of takes a toll on like your progress, especially coming back from a real injury where I'm like still like working my way back to where I was, you know. Yeah. How far? How long were you out? Um, I was. I started riding to like four and a half months and started, but like, Damn. but like super mellow, you yeah. know, like, like mellow XC rides and stuff. And then started like jumping and actually like manual and pulling like on it, like at like five and a half, six. Um, I think we're at eight now. So, how's it, how's your shoulder feel right now? Awesome. Feels yeah. great. Yeah. That's why with the other day when, when I did that, it was like, it was awesome. It was good. For everything for my shoulder and still prove that my shoulder wasn't going to pop out by yanking that hard and then but bad because i'd started another small injury <laughs> yeah yeah that's crazy <laughs> the way it goes 
Well, shit, dude. It's time. Carson City. Land we didn't talk about census. Dude, let's let's jump in. I was going to I figured it'd be a long part because there's a lot of questions. I just like Word. you know. You you're the you're the host. Okay, yeah, this is my show, is dude. Thanks, Cam. This is my show. He knows. <laughs> I'm talking about rating and review right now on JP show. <laughs> Yeah, we I'm should change kidding. the name. No, we shouldn't. Yeah, dude. we should. Why? I don't want that tattooed. I want this tattooed on me. Well, we could just cover this up here. <laughs> Are we say you're going to change the name of the show to rate the show. <laughs> to, no, rate it. Rate five stars. <laughs> I, I was just thinking like JP's show. That'd be, be sick. That'd be a, That'd be a hit, dude. If you titled the show "Rate Five Stars," it would probably kill it, dude. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Dude, that would be a good idea. <laughs> Five stars right now. Why are you listening? Or they think it's some like Asian knockoff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, is this come with a haircut? We don't really understand what this means, but we're going to title it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a good name for a podcast. I Eight saw it on star. every podcast. Let's yeah. just title the podcast. <laughs> dude, that's all San Francisco's fucking stores, dude. It's just like that. Store food and like drinks, oh, you yeah. know? Just simple stuff. Like in Hawaii, it's ABC store everywhere. Just like simple ass names like that. ABC store, yeah. yeah. Shirts sold here. Um, but what I was wondering is what didn't, what, when did you ride and feel grips that you're like, these suck, or was it the whole time? Pretty much the whole time. I just wasn't that cognizant of it because, like, you'd ride when you're younger and you just get your bike and you know, someone might tell you, hey, your cranks are loose or something. You're yeah. like, oh, okay. Now I get it. You're learning what feels right. You know what I mean? You're like, this is normal. Like, right. but it totally far from it. But I've always been pretty particular with them. And I just never really found, I was, I never rode the same grips twice. It wasn't like, oh, these are my jam. I was uh-huh. always looking for another one because I never really, and I was like, dude, I'm really particular about these. And then, um, yeah, just, God, how old was I? Uh, it was 10 years ago, so I was 23, 23 or 24. No, I was 24. It was after a surgery. And, uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to start a business. I always wanted to like, had like a little entrepreneur spearship spirit. Like my, uh, my dad had a t-shirt business and like, I was I always admired that, like him running his own show. And, uh, yeah, I was like, I want to start something. I really like grips. Um, I feel like I can make a better grip and it's, it's like relatively low startup, you know, and they're renewables and not many people have grip sponsors. So I just found all these other little unfair advantages. And then I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. But it was just like a side gig for so long. Yeah. Yeah. But so when you're like, all right, how do I make a grip? Like, did you know already? Oh, I want these, like your, your little, not waffle, but like your it's a like, rib. Yeah. Yeah. The ribs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just had, like, these little calipers, you know, like measuring calipers, and I would just, every grip that I bought and maybe liked or maybe didn't like, and I would just measure everything all the time. And then the first one, because I've helped design a lot of products over the years, well before that, but never 100% on my own, you know? And, like, all my input, all my measurements, no one else telling me no, or maybe this would sell better, you know? And I I got them, and I was like, dude, we're probably going to have to make revisions. I'm, like, super anxious. And I was like fucking perfect like the there's still the grips around today 10 years later we've designed a bunch of other we have six models now and uh there's i still don't want anything else like they're just perfect That's super crazy. stuck yeah it was like one of the most gratifying things like just getting the samples and like i made this no one like not with no help from anyone except for a colby at the factory who like they, they make uh, at the odi factory they make our grips and a lot of other people so it's like he he was he was the factory that wasn't like anyone else helping me on the other end. It was awesome. Yeah, that's sick. And now it's pretty big. You got like that guy who, uh, um, the new grip. I Emil, Emil, yeah. Did his last run that they posted the other yeah. day was crazy. Yeah, he's a freak, man. <laughs> and uh, he was one of he's the first rider we've ever actually had a contract with it because his agent they insisted on it. And, like with Kyle, we have a signature grip with him, and he gets royalties, but like he doesn't. Like he didn't have a contract, we just sent him a check. Not worried about him suing us. Not so, but it, since he's under an agency, he's actually under contract, and we're like bound to make this grip, even though we're gonna make it anyway. And then, but it's it's kind of funny because I've dealt with that stuff on the other side of it uh, my yeah. whole life. But like being on the factory side, I'm like, sure, kind of funny. Yeah, I'm like, we don't we don't need to get this formal, but if you're yeah, if you need it, whatever. Yeah, 
when you were on, well, you still are on the both sides. Yeah. So how, how does it now for sponsors? Like at first, like, I'm sure you were blown away that people are trying to sponsor you, but now you're like, all right, like you nego- you think about it totally different. Like what, what, what do you think about now compared to then? It's a, uh, it's a trip just cause it's like, just as you grow, even if you weren't in the sport, you realize how big the world is. Like even after traveling, going to Europe when I was like 16 for the first time, I think, and you're like, oh, yeah, the world's big. And you know the map and you know, like, you see how many billions of people live in the world and you can't comprehend it. But like, but then you get older and you realize literally what that means. And like the amount of having like 300,000 followers right now, like how, how many people that is. Yeah. And then you're like, but that's not even that big compared to other people that are just on a TV show for being famous, you know? Yeah. It's a, yes. it's a trip to realize what and try to quantify how big the world is, but then also how big the mountain bike market is. Because at the beginning, you're like, you don't understand that probably, they're probably supposed to get like 32 times ROI on your contract or whatever, you know, to sell enough product to cover costs and, and you know, all the other back-end duties. And uh, I guess as you get older, you're like, no, they actually do sell that many bikes, and there's a lot of very smart people. Thirty-two times. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, because you got to think about it, that's thirty-two times revenue, mm-hmm. not like margin, you know? Right. And uh, so, like, you're like, dude, do I really sell this many Oakley goggles? Do I sell this many Michelin tires? But there's a lot of really smart people handling all that. Yeah. And they, they are not going to just be throwing money away, you know? Like. I mean, I guess there are certain scenarios like I guess Roxon's getting an obscene amount, and there's like literally no way they're selling that many Hondas, but they want to build for the future and have the best race team. And Honda's a giant multi-level corporation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just dirt bikes. So yeah, yeah, it's a it's a trip, man. But yeah, it's like it's an honor to have like a legit price tag where I can make a living. Um, and but then like it's actually it's real. Like yeah, really do sell that much shit, which is blows my mind still that is crazy to think dude. yeah do you have an agent that negotiates all that for you i've had agents over the years but right now i don't like i worked with wasserman um and like one of the uh, martin whiteley was one of the big ones early on he was like greg menard's agent um kyle straits and like but then i don't know the industry is so small and you build your own relationships and you want to have your relationships with the sponsors anyway right so like having a someone in the between of it kind of ruins it you know mm-hmm. so they i've never really had a sponsor get me anything more than i would have been getting anyway oh really except for like a commercial agent you know <coughs> where they're like hey we got this cruise like commercial where they're holding a casting or something oh uh, you're in a cruise like yeah <laughs> dude kyle and i were in it was so funny what? but we're we're anonymous we didn't get paid for like they did you know because they didn't have campaigns of like Kyle Street and Cameron Zink ride is like we're just the mountain biker like stunt it's like stunt work you know <laughs> okay. and it was and it, they only, it was only a couple it was like one of the lowest paying commercials I ever did but we're like dude I want to be in a Coors Light commercial it's sick <laughs> it's so cool and then they had us hanging out at the bar afterward and then like you know they shot it for a couple hours but then it's like a three second you know little cheers and stuff it's pretty funny dang that's crazy a couple hours at the bar yeah and you only and used- they had no Coors Light not one single legit beer. They had a f- couple thousand dollar painted can that, to make sure the mountains were blue the all the time. And they, were, and they had like actual little weight in them. And they were like zero actual beers. What? We you guys had, are like, what the fuck? What did we sign up for? <laughs> we, kept, we kept asking. We're like, dude, where are the Coors Lights? Where are the Coors Lights? Like, Can we get some Coors Lights? And they just, ah, <laughs> like what? totally avoiding it. Wow. Wonder if they've had some bad experiences, just people they just, drunk. Dude. Well, they just didn't have them because uh, you know what I mean. It's not Coors Light actually doing it. The hair commercially, just seeing these people uh, like, yeah, I brought, I didn't bring beer, I don't have beer. Right, right. <laughs> it was pretty funny. That's crazy, dude. I would definitely think if I'm shooting for Coors Light, I might well stop and get a thirty rack for myself too. We did <laughs> after because like <laughs> I, I drink Coors Light when I'm with like like Mason or like. Tony B and all these dudes that love, I mean, it seems like the moto scene all love Coors Light. Why? But uh, I don't know. Um, Or like Paul Mudd or some of these dudes. But like, I wouldn't, I don't really ever buy Coors Light on my own. So Kyle doesn't either. He drinks Natty. And, but right after we went straight to the Mini Mart and bought some, (laughs) bought some Coors Light. Yeah, that's crazy. They they, uh, paid you and you paid them right back a little bit, Mm. you know? That's probably their plan. Their marketing work, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's that. just like working at a casino. 
like they pay everyone and like you were able to cash your check right there because yeah, I know that you'll just put it right back in the machine. That's dirty, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that and they have dirty. the statistics, I'm sure, to where like every like you know by populating everyone, like five percent of them put back or they put in five percent of their money back in. Yeah, there. I bet it's walking higher. Really? Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Like working there, you'll just be like getting off of work and you see people. You're not allowed to wear like your uniform, but like if you work in the restaurant, you got your a regular white button up on with a tie and an apron. They just take the tie and the apron off. So you can tell that they just got off of work and you've seen them around before and they're just sitting there gambling. I'm like, dude, you just made your tip money. You can't even make it out of the fucking building, dude, before you're putting it back in. It's a bad addiction. Yeah. Yeah, they cash checks there and everything for people that don't work there. Yep. Ugh. And you can uh you can get like it's one of the only places you can get cash advances on credit cards. Yeah. Yeah, you just walk in there and they'll give you money and charge your credit card for it. That's instead sick. of like purchasing an item, they'll give you cash for it. Oh. Uh, yeah. Money laundering dude, in the Nevada way. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, with the what, twenty percent or something ridiculous on yeah. it. Yeah, they're they like cash advances money, max it. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Dude, how's your beer doing? Beer, um, I don't know. It's selling. I actually haven't been. It's been selling for, what, a week and a half now, two weeks? Yeah, so? a little. Oh, since like the 4th, I think. Something like that. So, yeah, I got to go in there and check, but people seem to like it. I've been seeing some nice promos from them. So, like, sorry for partying at the Brewer's Cabinet. And yeah. It's their, their first Pilsner and first Lager. They've had a, a few light beers, but like this is their lightest, but it's six point nine percent. So like, it's, yeah, this it's, it's just the the laggers take. Um, I believe it's a month of of laggering, and then to make them lighter, and then um, it's, yeah, it's just ironic that the cheaper beers take longer to make. Yeah, that's fucked up. Dude. Everyone likes the IPAs, but you can make an IPA in a couple of days. Yeah, that's probably why there's so many craft companies just flip IPAs. Yeah. So the it's a loophole. Do you, did you have input on like what you wanted it to be? Yeah, they made it. For and you? this is the third rendition, I think, because like the first one was with uh, Charlie, who was their former head brewer, who was a full pathological liar. Like he literally told that lied about everything, having a beer degree from this oh. college, and then this. And anyways, but he knew how to <laughs> brew good beer. <laughs> he knew how to brew awesome beer. Fuck, he, yeah. And he's a funny dude, and like, but he was just had a he was full and pathological liar. Anyways. Um, did the first one with him, and the first sip, I was just like, oh, like a full beer fest, like shining light moment, you know? And I'm like, this is the best thing ever, and it never tasted like that again. I don't know. Huh. So I don't know if he brought me a different beer, like some other beer, like because we tested, or like I taste, told him what I like, and like Modelo's and all these other Mexican beers and all these like all these other Pilsners and stuff. And, uh, and then we like smelled the malt and the barley and all this stuff, and like... I mean, and uh, the hops and everything, it's, like, super cool. super fun experience. But I don't even know if that first one was actually <laughs> what we made because I didn't see it for a while, and then it didn't taste anything like that. And then uh, and then when Eric took over, we did a new batch and then couldn't quite get it where we wanted, so then we just did it again. And so this is the third one, and I think it's the best one yet, and it tastes even better out of a can for some reason. Mm. And uh, uh, I don't know. It's awesome. Stoked and Part of Census Scripts in a way, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's Census Rad Trail. So it's a, the trail nonprofit that has started. And um, it's it's just loose, loosely affiliated with Census just because we have some merch and stuff that we sell for it. But uh, other than that, it's not really like I just put the name in there because that's my brand. Um, right. But, yeah, so a portion of each beer sold in, in the tap room and cans goes toward building trails, building mountain bike trails. Oh, that's sick. Yes, I don't. I don't make any money off it, and it's just straight to straight to rad trails. Oh, hmm. um, dude, go ride and go drink, or drink and ride. That's know? what I wanted to do, man. I, I literally was like, I need the best after beer, after ride beer, like tailgate beer for like you want like maybe maybe two, probably just one, you know, like <laughs> yeah. after after ride, especially there's seven percent, yeah, but like. <laughs> That, like, that's some of the best times of my life is after a ride, just sitting on the tailgate or after, you know, riding jumps and something with the boys and just having, like, a beer or two beers, you know. Um, I don't want it, like, the perfect after riding beer. Yeah. I need it. Perfect a- for the tailgate pad. Yeah, exactly. That's sick. Dude, that's yeah. craze. They all, like, yeah. intertwine, dude. <laughs> Building an empire, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so cool, dude. <laughs> um, so with senses, what, what made you pick that word? 
that was literally just probably two years of just looking through the dictionary, Googling stuff and drawing fonts out, you know, and seeing how the letters connected and like, and it just, I mean, it doesn't, I think it means there's a, a meaning in another language. And Brad found this like crazy proverb of like census. And he's like, oh, dude, I, I thought you knew about this whole time. Dude, I never saw that. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like, yeah, that was, that's why I named this proverb. Like, like this brilliant quote or something. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it was just, I thought it was a cool looking word, cool sounding word. And you can make good logos out of it. And like, and it didn't really have a meaning associated with it. Kind of like Volcom or something, you know, wanted to uh-huh. make something just completely on its own damn dude yeah Volcom. wonder what even that is yeah what does that mean i don't know i don't know That's i think it has something to do with the what, stone yeah but i i've never looked in, into it wonder if they did that off weed like getting stoned you know you should ask him dude yeah let me call him right now yeah uh, dude yeah. just add that into your two emails you're gonna send tomorrow <laughs> you got there's there's that's three the that's modern day, day mail letter that's the modern <laughs> yeah. i got two emails after it yeah <laughs> three dms yeah ha- half my day's gone right there and then i'm gonna eat lunch you know <laughs> i guarantee you they've gotten similar dms on their instagram page like hey did you come up with this from smoking weed like some 14 year old well like yeah. lrg is listed research group yeah like that that's a dead giveaway. Yeah, dude. You're you know, right. Cookies, dead giveaway. <laughs> no shit, dude. dude. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Dude, you should hit his a uh, hundred foot jump. Uh no. Why? If someone donates a hundred grand, you know, I get my head tattooed, will you hit it? No. Well, what about on a moto? On a fucking, maybe on a if I could follow someone off it, I hit it. But not on a bicycle. It's dude. pretty cool on a moto too. There's Do you no just way go over over the hill. Or? We like rolled down the step. We aired the step down and then like kind of let it idle in his third gear and just blah blah blah. And oh, it, cool. that was when the ramp was back. Actually, it was 110 to the knuckle. Damon, <laughs> Damon, guineaed it because he's just I don't know. I guess he grew up racing moto and he's better like. Him and Mikey, dude, they just, like, do, like, a couple test runs. They're like, I got to go. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to do, like, 10 more test runs, dude. Yeah. And then uh, (laughs) I don't trust my throttle control. (laughs) Yeah. But so then he drops in, and he's on a 250F, and and he's third. And then he clicks fourth because, you know, rather to overshoot than undershoot, goes, like, a buck 60. Holy. Literally 50 feet down the landing, and I'm like – I literally started my bike to start running, riding down there immediately because I thought he was fucking dead. Yeah. Like straight up. You just see him drop. Dude, huh? it's so goddamn high and just kept going up and up and up and up. And I'm I'm like a couple hundred feet up on the hill and he's just all. And then he rode out of it. Like it was insane. Damn. And then so he like, hit it? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, then that's why, I don't know, for mountain bikes, you realize like by the time I'm doing the record, it'll be. The ramp will move back past that, but if you go deep, then you'll be fine. It's a 120-foot-long landing, but, like, you don't really want to land down there, but it's good yeah. to know you probably could. You can, yeah. So, wait, you're doing, like, a 150-foot backflip, right? Yeah. When's that uh, going down? Whenever whenever it happens, I guess. it's. Uh, I was supposed to do it. I was trying to do it two years ago even, but it was, everything wasn't set up. And then last year I was going to do it, and then my shoulders started coming out, mm. so I had to put it on a, on a hiatus. Got it fixed, and then just uh, what week ago mm-hmm. we went out and hit it, hit it for the first time since shoulder surgery, um, and it's still at eighty five. But we probably jumped like a hundred feet, um, and I've I've already, last year I flipped it at hundred at the same eighty five to the knuckle, flipped it to one hundred and ten, and it was and it was awesome. It felt felt great, but then that was like right before it started popping out. So like I haven't put out any of the footage or anything because I just that's the stepping stone. I don't mm-hmm. want to show it until. I mean, until like a whole finished product's done. Um, but right now we're just chipping away it again. And it'll be like, I don't know, maybe a couple of days. Maybe we'll go try to go this weekend. I don't know if you're free. Might as well. Yeah. We need to document it. Yeah, dude, I'm there. Um, hopefully I'll flip it the next time I ride it, you know, a couple of times. Um, around 100, you know, and mm-hmm. then, then we'll start scooting it back. Like, I just do 10 foot, 20 foot increments. The one you did in Mammoth, was that 100? 100 on the nose, yeah. Like literally 100 foot, 3 inches. Whoa. Is that still soaked. the record right now? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But you beat it without it official. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. weird. So it's, uh, and I don't, I mean, people people have actually started going pretty close to it, probably 90 feet, maybe 95 or so, you know, like really close. 
Um, and the same thing, unofficial, but that's why I wanted to do 150 so it stands for a long time, yeah. maybe ever. Who knows? I don't want to do 110 or 120, right. you know? Yeah. So, and But the cool thing about 150 is that's like the official distance record too, longest jump period on a bike. So that's why it's it's a little bit more meaningful. But then like um, Fabio Widmer and um, forget it, that dude just jumped a ski jump like a – Ski jump, you know, full downhill, and and there it was around a buck fifty or something, but still ramp to dirt is different. But yeah. I want I I'll try to even probably go further than just for that, you know. Yeah, yeah, because you so when you're jumping, uh, it's like comfy at a hundred when it's eighty five to the knuckle. Yeah, so you would move it to one twenty or something. Yeah, probably one twenty. And then the biggest thing is figuring out speed, like having like marks up the hill and remembering like how fast it rolls in the morning versus the afternoon. Cause learned a lot in mammoth about like just difference in it had to have been just barometric pressure, but like four mile an hour, five mile an hour difference from morning to afternoon with like same tire pressure, checking those. Cause obviously that can fluctuate with heat, but like on the spot, same tire pressure, same visor position, everything and going four mile an hour faster, which is the equivalent of like almost 30 feet. Damn. It was like six to 10 feet per mile an hour. So like, is a trip. So, like, if you hit it in the morning, you're like, yeah, good. And all of a sudden, you just case it, you know? So, oh. you need to have, like, a lot of... T- that's why it's going to take so much time, and I want to do it right. Because, mm-hmm. like, dude, Mammoth is one of the safest things I've ever done. Like, biggest backflip ever on a bike. But, like, we did all the due diligence and all the practice and everything. It was, like, good people building it. And I've been, I don't know, growing... Had been pretty well-educated and experienced on, like, setting up the bike and, and mm. figuring it out, so... The setup you have now, are you basically like bombing down a hill or do you have to get towed in or? All downhill. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't, I mean, nothing against like people towing in, but I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I think it's way sicker if you're rolling in. You know, that's why we're on mountain bikes. Like, yeah. Kind of like half moto if you're getting towed in because they know the mile an hour and stuff. And it's like, okay. I just think it's way sicker. Mammoth, I want to do dirt to dirt. So, like, make sure that that was a big thing for me. This one with it being so much bigger, ramp to dirt, gravity fed, scooting it back. Like, it's all good. Yeah. That's crazy, dude, to to do 150-foot backflip. That's so far. And to beat the longest record, like, you're just stacking a huge stack on top of just the distance. Yeah. 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 yeah that's crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, it's one of the probably the biggest focus for my year. Um, again, I wanted to do it a couple years ago and then didn't really have the support. Of the funny that I ended up just building the jump myself, paying SPT when they're still in business for a— build the ramp eight grand or eight or nine grand and then work with them. That was super fun, but like just paying, you know, and then probably have 15 grand into the landing or, you know, so it's a probably am. Yeah. Probably like maybe 10. So like almost a $20,000 jump so far, just out of pocket, but like something I really want to do. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it'll promote myself and my sponsors. So essentially make it back, but like it's a, yeah, you got to kind of run it like a business, you know? Yeah. Or a census, uh, have that a census ramp or something. Uh-huh, for sure. Yeah, that's the coolest. Census ads and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the coolest part about you owning your own, huh? Yeah, and then knowing, knowing how to run the production and, like, from from learning a lot from my event, there's just, like, you don't have to have someone else step in and run it for you. Like, you can run it and be the producer, and you can. So I'm essentially producing this whole thing, and I'm going to have to hire the filmers and, like, hire you to come out and shoot the BTS stuff and, like, then uh, when the time comes, then I'll be able to give her over to ESPN, you know? Sick. Hell yeah. Yeah. So do you already have that deal in place, or is that something you're trying to sell to ESPN? Um, I'll probably still have to kind of sell it after it's done, but mm-hmm. they've already verbally committed well, committed an email saying that, yeah, that's something that they'll air. Because the oh, world, world of X Games lines up pretty well because they need content. It's monster-affiliated, and uh, and uh, they yeah, I guess, I guess the ratings on my event were actually pretty good, and and the amount of amount of views it got and but it's in my opinion it wasn't it, it kind of sucked like we didn't get like it was a huge Windy. learning curve and like yeah and and just the production was pretty tough and um understand it like figure out how quickly you can spend like 60 grand on a production crew and like build and all this stuff and then like then up i end up losing just a little bit of money on the event but uh it's yeah huge learning curve and you obviously learn more from failures than your successes so like first but the fact that my first one i didn't really lose too much money and it got good ratings and it got an espn is like a huge win you yeah know? so pretty proud of that but it learned a lot like i'm just gonna produce this one and then they said 
that, I mean, judging on the, the past one, they're going to run it too. And I would think it'll be a hundred times better. Yeah. yeah. You're talking about biggest, biggest low fest. Yeah. 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 Okay. Which I'll probably try to do next year again too. make it maybe biannually. Not really sure. Dude, that was crazy seeing you guys jump the big shit out there. Like stuff that I'd be nervous to hit on a dirt bike. Yeah. And just no problem on bikes. And those, and those aren't even, they're really that big for, yeah. like, I mean, the, the, I have, it's kind of funny. I got out of all the fest series, like they're probably some of the smaller jumps, but I also have the biggest jump ever, you know? So it's just, I like the other ones cause you, you can kind of ride them every day. You know, it's not yeah. like something we have to like, we're going, we're going to this event and we're going to get kind of heavy for a week. Like these ones, you're, they're big enough to do whatever you want. And they're still like, still big jumps. Like one of them, one of them's 50. But uh, most of them are like 30, 20 to 30. Um, but it's a, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Like it's the best, it's the best thing ever. Love having it. Yeah. You got, you got the uh, Rock Ridge compound out there. Yeah. Now, dude. dude, and only two years or only like two years into it. And they already got down on trail and road to the top and everything. And yeah. like Palm plowed that line, but. Well, <laughs> oh, you plowed it? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Without your permission? Well, it was on his property. So, like, oh. I started building that line before mine was even up for sale. Oh. And then I transitioned it into my <laughs> – so, like, it's uh, – that one's gone, but we have a bunch of other ones in the back, and it's it's good. Yeah. Yeah, you got the uh, little – I don't know if it's your track, but your razor thing, what's that called? Your uh, Yeah, the side-by-side track. Dude. No, it's funny. That was, that was an old moto track from the dude from that we got it from. So, like – that was then. There was actually Paul Mudd and I rode there before, you know, way before, like way before I owned it. Well, and there's a there was a fourth gear, 150 foot step down on that track. Where, but my ramp's cutting into it now. Uh, but like your fourth, like well, at least on a 350F, like wide, like taped, and it's just and it was like a tiered landing. But like the sweet spot, like there was a big knuckle at like 140, 145. And to make that was fourth, like taped. It's like Damn. so much hang time. But do anyways, you, do you know the dude that you bought it from? I don't. Oh. I don't. But uh, the dude that's my co landowner is, uh, yeah, he knows him, and that's how we got the deal. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Dude, yeah. fucking sick that you rode that before you lived there. Like, yeah, super funny. Crazy to think when you heard it brought up to you. Oh, this land's for sale. You're like, whoa, that's. You already know it. Kind well, of. and I already had jumps on that side of Palm's land. He was nice enough to let us build them, but I'm like, dude, we can just carry this line into there. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, now you just you have that ramp, the big jump at mm-hmm. the other side. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah dude, we gotta get uh, you to send the ramp on the Vespa. Thing. <laughs> Damon said he was Fuck. thinking about <laughs> that video is sick when he jumped the, into the bag yeah. on the Zuma. Yeah, yeah, but to dirt. Yeah. On the monster ramp, dude. Down the hill. Is that the the drop? Or is that a ramp? The ramp by the road. Yeah, it's it's oh, it's a yeah, it's yeah. a freestyle. Okay. Like a, it's a standard super kicker for freestyle moto, but it's a, it's like thirty feet rather. They run it at forty five. So it's like take on the basketball. Yeah. Dude, that would be big. Have you done any scary. sketchy shit like that? Like like hopped on something and just done something sketchy. Usually not, no. Yeah. I mean, no, nothing. I'm sure someone out like, dude, I, f- I hear the funniest stories about me that I'm like, I'm like, who was that? They're like, that was you, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure someone has a few of them, but I can't, none of them come to mind. Dude, what's the worst spot in Reno? Should we do our Yelp review real quick? That's oh, yeah, dude. Past Let's, um, yeah, what should we do it on? What's, um, what's one place that you like to go to? Like a store, a restaurant, somewhere where you get your hair cut, any type of service place that you're like, this place is sick. Derby Supply for haircuts. Derby Supply. Oh, yeah. You never heard of them? It's like it. a 1920s barbershop right next to the movie theaters and rivers, uh, by the river. Oh, okay. But it's like downstairs, well, semi-downstairs. It's like a half basement, and it's like so sick and steezy and full 1920s style. And they have chairs from the 1920s they had reupholstered and shit. And like the real bar is like the full barber experience. They got cocktails there and a bartender, and like they're all wearing three-piece suits, you know. And it's sick. Dang, dude, how much? It's a, is- it's a little more. I think it's thirty bucks for haircut, oh. thirty or thirty-five. So it's a little bit more than like I never paid more than 15 bucks for a haircut ever you know yeah. but it's so sick it's like the full like 
full throwback experience, like the I, Gentleman Club, you know? I think they got a, like Playboys uh, sitting on the little counter, you know, really? on, the, on the coffee table. Cigars. And they're like, dude, are you ever on a wine walk or anything? Or you want to get out? Or you're out and you want to get out of there? You can come in here. Like people to get the haircut, they'll let them come in and have a drink in there. But it's not like a bar, you know? Yeah, I see. It's sick. That is so cool. Yeah. You got to know You got to know someone to get a drink yeah. if you're not getting a haircut. Dude, I heard Brewer's Cabinet has a speakeasy now. You hear anything about this? What's that? Like a full, like, hidden, non-promoted, like, bar, like, underground or behind a bookshelf, all this. You never heard of those? Oh, really? I went to, Paul took us to one in Austin, in Austin, Texas, and it was so sick. We literally had to have a password and then go behind a bookshelf. Wow. And there's a full another bar in there. And it was like, yeah, full what? old school speakeasy. I guess it was from Prohibition era, but, mm-hmm. but like, they ha- it's like a, a hip thing to do now. But I heard... Bruce Cabinet has one. I haven't even been invited. What, where is it? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> My neighbor told me about it. I'm like, I what? didn't even know you guys knew them. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a beer there. What's yeah. the deal, dude? Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so I did do the intro for the tech one. <laughs> tech one designs. Shitty Yelp review. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's a clean. It's kind of short, dude. Well, well it's, like, it's past halfway. That's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> Trying to speed it up a little bit. No, no. I just like if it was halfway, it makes more sense, you know. But I forgot about the halfway mark. Uh-huh. So now, TechOneDesigns.com for all your graphic needs. Yes. So, dude, I don't know if we can do it on Derby because they only have one one star review. Derby Supply Co. Yeah, really? Yeah, crazy. Only one, dude. They have a couple of twos, but usually, like any restaurant, they'll have tons and tons yeah. of one stars. But their one star review is, I mean, talk about attitude. Let me see. <laughs> you have to go to barber school for what three months? Why be so snooty? Skip this place. It's so far up its ass. It can smell last night's Chinese. And that's Robert from Seattle, Washington. It's <laughs> sad. He didn't get enough vitamin E. Yeah, or vitamin D. <laughs> The the second lowest is a two star most ridiculous reservation system I have ever experienced. The website alone gave me a migraine. Well, yeah. it's a fucking barber shop, so usually they don't have reservations at all. Yeah, you like walk in there, it's cash only, shit like that. But what about the one you went to? I remember it was like I went yeah, with you. Was. It was yeah, same yeah, thing. Maxwell's. I used to get my hair cut there back in the day, and like, no, you can't make a reservation. You, it was only cash, no card, nothing. It was like old school, not like what you're talking about, yeah. but like. Pretty old school. I think the Derby is where I saw someone ran into it or something. Uh, maybe. It's like... Right next to Silver Peak. Oh, yeah, 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 yep, yep. Someone hit it? Someone, like, hit a window or something at one point. Oh, they really? went, like, fucking... They went demolition derby on it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the Derby. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Just on purpose. <laughs> oh, not what I thought this Fuck. was going to be. Dude, that's crazy, that, but... $35 for a haircut and you could get a drink too. That sounds sick. Yeah. It's like that's like dozens of where you can do your laundry and get drunk. They had highballs and Manhattans on tap too. They got, there's that? a dude from like there's cocktails, like manly cocktails, and they had them in a keg just on Whoa. I guess the dude at Whispering Vine. I don't even been in Whispering Vine. Everyone always talks about it, but I guess one of the bartender from there is the man apparently. Oh. <laughs> sounds like a gay restaurant, not gonna lie. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a, well, yeah, I'm sure you'd find some gays in there (laughs) drink, drinking wine. I mean, a wine bar, like, that's the, that's their, that's their jam. (laughs) That is, dude. Dude, You should try to get a a photo gig at the Derby, Derby Supply, and then maybe you can get a free haircut. I think someone, uh, I think Lucido does it. Oh, he does? Yeah. He's, cause his art's there, or I I think, or something. I'll hit him up though, dude, for sure. Get a free haircut. I don't like my shitty bulk bulk cut, dude. No, I like it, but I think they could do it better than I can. A lot of straighter line, huh? Yeah. And they could, like, do it with the straight razor and shave it bald and shit. It would look sick. Oh, dude, a bald, legit bald bulk cut. Mm-hmm. That'd be fucking <laughs> sick, dude. Someone someone give us 100 grand. <laughs> Just because. Come on. Dave. All right, dude, what else you got for him? Fucking, of course, something about Carson. This one is just Carson City. That's fucking sick it is, dude. You wouldn't know because you're from Douglas. Oh, dude. 
That's what I'm saying, dude. Senators don't say out. <laughs> <laughs> You're a senator, dude? Yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, lo- I loved going to Carson High. Did you? I loved it, yeah. How am I to just let them know? Well, it's like it's like the perfect size town, same as Gardnerville, but like fifty thousand people went there when we went to school. Like it was, uh, and twenty eight hundred kids in our in our school, and they're like ever like there's no. This isn't just the only high school that does this, obviously, but this is one of my favorite parts. Like everyone in town is the same spot every day. You know how hard it is to like group people up and like, hey, I want to see that day. I want to see this chick. Yeah, and like see you know. All the hot girls in town are in the same spot every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That is true. When there's only one high school in the town, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where where was that spot in high school? Yeah. Oh, in the school. In school. Yeah, yeah. You're and, right. You know, we had we had open campus for lunch and stuff. You go to lunch. Anyways, um, but Gardnerville or Minden, um, my like the majority of my girlfriends were from there and my wife was from there <laughs> but like i would always go hang out with paul and i'm like all right well Gardnerville's dope too because you got half the amount of people and twice the amount of good looking chicks <laughs> you do you go, dude. that's a good testimony for gville right there dude i'm not gonna lie that's i'll like, give it to that's G-Ville. like four x per capita for hot <laughs> chicks bro. four x dude dude your rate goes up when you head to <laughs> Gardnerville. Dude, you're definitely you going home with someone yeah so it <laughs> I I went to Gardnerville a lot for a party when we were younger and ride like riding with Paul and stuff. But yeah, it was uh, it was, it was cool living next to Gardnerville and also go to Reno if you wanted to for you know the big city when yeah, you bring them yeah. from there. And then uh, obviously Tahoe, that's probably the sickest part because Carson's almost like essentially closer to Tahoe. I feel like yeah. it is Even closer to Zephyr. <laughs> that was where it was all yeah, that. Yeah, and Chimney. Mm-hmm. And you got Spooner instead of fucking Kingsbury from Gardnerville. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. It's tight corners, dude. Yeah. Who or, Mount, or Mount Rose. Yeah, Spooner's yeah. a jam. Yeah, fucking Mark Twain built those roads. <laughs> that's fucked. So Kit Carson, fun. I think. Kit Carson did Spooner. That's how you know it's a shit, dude. No dig, no ride, dude. That's right, dude. That's right, dude. You know it. All right, dude. Should we wrap this up? Yeah, dude. Let's wrap it up. All right. Outro. Are you going to do it? You Just got this? Let's split it. All right, dude. Go ahead. Rate and review the podcast, dude. Five stars. You know what I'm saying? Leave a leave a shitty uh, review and rate it five stars. Okay, guys. And shout out to our sponsors, Walden's, with the great cab sandwich I had. Zinc took one home. You had this uh, breakfast burrito. Fucking bomb. They got everything there. Uh, Harmonious CBD. Go to bed. Discount code. 10% off. Any... Uh, Anyone's cold right now? We got blankets on our website. We got shirts. It's like you got like pieces of everything and you're just trying to string it all together. Like in a sense, you're like, oh yeah, like harmonious yeah. discount code. Yeah. Walden's food review. Yeah. Blanket. But like you're improving. You got all the pieces now. You need to do with a pit board over here. Like, I'll hold you the pitboard yeah. next time. Yeah. You know, like I said, rookie 250 rider. <laughs> yeah, trying to name his sponsors and, and everyone else. Thank you. You need to be like K Dub. You need to like look up to and watch his interviews, how he just talks about what happened on the track, and then he'll sneak in Dunlop, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or I could be like Dungey and be like, we really appreciated it. We really tried out here. We came into the corner and we felt the pressure behind, but we accomplished it. We're doing good. We do good. Do good, and we're gonna do better tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and thanks to the man above. Yeah. Happy with the second. <laughs> no, you're not. You know, no, you're not. You're saying that so you could get the check, dude. Roger yeah, told me I'm happy with a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what Roger knows. <laughs> Roger knows me. Roger wants a title. <laughs> Dude, what else did I miss on our outro? That's, no, that's what I'm saying. You got all the pieces, just not strung it. together. Right. I know. I'm like I'm like a cork board. Just putting, you know, not yeah. stringing it, just tacking it. Yeah, like at a crime scene when they're trying to piece together who did it. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. a mess. That, that's your outro, dude. <laughs> yeah. It should yeah. be a paragraph, and it's a fucking... You gotta get a graphic guy to to do that and just have him just pinning stuff and just. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Someday when our podcast is big, someone will do all that shit just from listening. Yeah. Sweet. Words of affirmation, bro. When your podcast is big, like soon. Yeah, we need a date for when it's gonna be big. August 24th. 
All right, dude. August it's going to be big, the 25th. We got to get Two working. going to give you a shout out or something. Oh, dude, we got That'd Conway coming on two episodes. Oh, yeah. Oh, this quick. This is 27. When did you first meet Conway? Like, on the show, we definitely talked shit about that guy, Conway Adam. So, like, when did you first meet him? And when did, then how many seconds was it till you didn't, didn't tell you stop talking to him? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because no. <laughs> we all know when you first meet out, it's like, ah, oh, we'll just we'll go to his mom or dad, talk to them for a while. Let's leave that kid to play in the street, you know, <laughs> just like they did. Yeah. <laughs> no, but when did you meet Conway? Do you remember? Um, I think I met him at his track when I was on a my last Honda. So, like, when would that be? I don't know, like six years ago. Oh, okay, seven yeah. Year, yeah. Seven years ago or something? At the Supercross track, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he let me ride a Supercross track to try to get ready for Arena Cross. And, like, those are the gnarliest whoops I ever, like, made it through good. It was cool to be able to, like, try to learn them, even though I didn't have good suspension for it. But And then his, uh, like, his finish, or his, super, his like, triple. It yeah. was a double, you know, but, like, triple size. Like, it was super fun. You hit it? Yeah. Dude, I, I never hit that because I was just scared of how poppy the lip was, you know? Yeah, and then, like, obviously, it's pretty easy to OJ, but, like, you once you get it, like, you, I don't know, you get it every time right on the landing, and then the on, I think the on-off rhythm was even scarier, though. Oh, true. You know, just, like, full commit, just, like, otherwise you're getting tea-kettled. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. Supercross is sick. Yeah. Um, now he can't invite you to ride that anymore because it's filled with five-foot jumps for bicycles yeah. so he's too embarrassed to invite you over it's pretty funny you could quad it <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny it into, like lame bike jumps when it was a sick soupy track yeah it was yeah his dad probably wouldn't let him ride it though yeah. that's where my that's where i'm target practice on your berm right there <laughs> he does right out the back there huh yeah he'll he lay on the ground down. with his 50 cal on the garage dennis will lay there and <laughs> there's a 50 cal i'm pretty sure that's what i don't it was, know right? what it, no i don't think it's a 50 cal oh but it was a big gun yeah, it's yeah, I think it's like a, a hunting rifle, like a 308 or something. Uh, yeah. yeah, but he's just right out, just opens up the door, put down the bipod, yeah. and he's just shooting right there. That's sick. Yeah, that's, fucking Dennis. That's retirement right there. All right, dude, I think you wrapped it up good enough. <laughs> Thanks for listening, kind of everybody. Follow at Cam Zinc on Instagram. Um, Google him. Google yeah. him if you want to know more. Write There's me, plenty of interviews. Me a bad Yelp review with five stars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone write him a bad Yelp review and we'll read that on the next episode. <laughs> that'd be funny. You Yelp a person. Like, yeah, that'd be, be super shitty. And that's essentially what Instagram is, but they, uh, it wouldn't be funny if people gave you ratings. Yeah. Like, this person sucks. Dude, there'd be way more suicides, dude. Way more suicides. Yeah. Depression, <laughs> depression people. I hate it, man. I, hate, I think it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Cam. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of yeah, course. No All problem. Right. Grom life. Oh, yeah, yeah, Grom life. Yep. I've ridden mine once this year in Mammoth. Ripped it, though. Oh, yeah. Get a pillow, get a blanket, everybody, and go to bed. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs> Where does go to bed come from? Where does this spark? Dude, it's I'm just like a shitty insult. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cut that chick, cut that chick, cut that chick, cut that chick. I need my chick, I need my chick, I need my chick, I need my chick.